0: 1 Samuel chapter number uh, one, uh, and we're going to start uh, picking up in verse number 19. We'll just read a couple of verses, and we'll dive right in. Uh, verse number 19: They rose up early, a morning early, and worshipped before the Lord, and returned, and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkani knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah had, and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said her husband, "I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever." Let's look to the Lord in prayer, dear Jesus. Thank you, uh, for, Lord, for another opportunity to be in your house. And today, as we remember our mothers, and rightfully so, Lord, all the sacrifice and time and effort. And Lord, I pray that you be with our moms in a special way. Encourage them. And Lord, encourage all our hearts to serve you. And Lord, I pray you watch over us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I'm sure you've watched uh, like CP24 or some other news program. And you see like down the bottom, like I think they call it the ticker or something that's always going across telling you what the stocks and bonds are doing, really the stocks. You know, this one's up and this one's down. And, uh, and it doesn't take long if something's going really south that you're gonna hear the commentators, news people, news anchors telling you, hey, we got a problem, this is, this is going down and things. And I'm told there are trillions of dollars in the stock market. I'm not aware of it. Uh, I don't know, understand all of it. Uh, but people who place their money there, they do so with the desire that their stocks grow. Right? Uh, you don't put your money in there so your stocks don't grow and shrink and you lose money you don't want to do that you want to see it grow and use it for later you know you're investing and uh, now it doesn't always turn out that way sometimes people don't do well in stocks at all and they lose all their money uh, never and you know, this is about the only really financial advice in the stocks and bonds I'm going to give you never buy high and sell low okay Don't do that. If you need any more information, talk to someone else. Uh, But uh, don't do that. Now, I might not be an expert in investing in money or monetary in stocks, uh, but I should be an active investor in many areas of my life, and you should be too. What are you investing your life in? Every action, every attitude, every activity is an investment and in something, and it will give dividends. But the reality is what's it going to give dividends in, for the glory of God or for your flesh? What's it going to do? Now, in the stock market, a wise investor will start, spend time studying the stock before he in them so he can maximize the return or the potential return on the money invest. So those who make a wise investment in their lives do the same. They spend time searching out and being wise about it. Invest or study the situation. And people who are wise investors of life examine all the various areas of their lives and other lives to make sure that they receive the greatest dividend from their investment. And that's wise. To invest in in your life and others. And in this scripture, it's all about moms this morning. Everybody else here, you're just going to get a little bit of a, a deflection. We're focusing on moms this morning. It's all about moms and Moms, let me encourage you to continue making those wise investments in our children. Don't stop. Don't stop. She made, Hannah made a wise investment in her family. I, I got Pastor Matt earlier to read us uh, the backstory a little bit, beginning part of chapter uh, 1. And Hannah invested her life in family in spite of the circumstances which were not very good. They are very poor. This was not a great family to look at it in the sense that we saw it and, and the, the, the dynamic that was taking place. Yet she persevered to make an investment in a family that she loved. She invested in hard times. Right off the bat, we learn in verses 1 and 2 that Hannah was married to a man who had two wives. That's a recipe, a recipe for disaster. That's not the right way of doing it. And uh, She didn't look for an exit strategy. She stayed in the family, made the best of a bad situation. It was a horrible situation. You know, God never said in the Bible that family would be easy. I kind of looked this week. I never found it. Family's not easy. Families are great. They're wonderful. <clears throat> but you know what's in families? People. And people have the potential for problems, don't they? Uh, Reality is there is problems, not potential. There's problems. And there will be disagreements. There will be trouble. But the secret lies in not running away. The secret lies in staying and working it out. Learn to make an investment in your family, regardless of the difficulties that you face. And you're, you might say to me, Pastor Alcock, you don't know all the difficulties I face. I don't, but the Lord does. And he can give you the strength. You know, uh, one day at a time. One moment at a time. Don't worry about three years down the road. Get today right. Invest right Today. Invest invest right in a couple hours. Invest right in a a, a few days. Just one one step at a time. Don't don't worry about the the 15 years ahead. It doesn't take long to get here, does it? I remember bringing home little Emily from the hospital. Now she's 17. What happened? I think I slept too much. You know, it just went by. Now, Don't worry about it. And it's, and we got to watch out in our lives that we don't get sucked into the, the world's uh, philosophy that it's so easy to walk away now. Don't walk away. Keep walking together. Keep walking together. God's people need to learn it. Moms keep learning the truth of marriage and family. It involves a lifetime of investment. Keep doing it. She invested when discouraged. Her husband's other wife had children. But Hannah was barren. And her barrenness was used against her. I'm sure she was upset that she couldn't have children, but she got that mocking and she was cheated miserably because of it. And there was definitely jealousy in that home. Elkaniah loved Hannah more than his other wife and he showed it. So the other wife rubbed it in Hannah's face that she could not have children. She used that as a leverage in the home, mocking her, belittling her. Oh, doesn't sound like a great place to invest, does it? Doesn't sound like a great place to be, let alone invest. But she stayed, what a testimony. Uh, don't discouragements crop up in the home, moms? Some of your moms are like, yeah, it happened this morning already. You know, the reality is, it happens. Mom can feel that they're, moms can feel like they're underappreciated, taken for granted, and the target of constant criticism by other moms, other people, whatever. Sometimes people get discouraged at their fellow family members. We do. We're discouraged. But discouragement is not a reason to close the door. It's not a reason to walk away. No, you continue to invest your life in the people you love and you know that you're there to help and you'll reap a harvest. Keep investing. Keep doing it. And friend, you may be defeated and discouraged this morning, the way things are going in your family. Moms, you're, you're not encouraged by it, but let me encourage you to keep investing. Keep sowing. I love the, uh, the principle in Galatians 6 and 7, uh, Galatians 6, 7, 8, and 9. talks about the principle of sowing and reaping. What are, what are you sowing today, moms? What are we sowing today, dads and brothers and sisters if we keep investing the right things, keep sowing the right things in life, we know there will be a harvest. We sow bad things, and there will be a harvest of that too. So good, so so godliness, sow sow the truth. She invested in spite of desperation. Both uh, verses 5 and 6, again, Pastor Matt read it for us already, but both these verses tell us that Hannah was barren because God had chosen this lot for God had closed the womb. And she was in this situation because of the Lord's doing. And she couldn't do anything to change it. What Hannah did not know was that God's plan for her life was good plans. was good plans. His plan was not to hurt her. His plan was to amaze her. In his time. and the plans of God for you are good this morning. Sometimes we don't see that. sometimes all we think is the bad. and I'll be honest stand before you to see it this morning and sometimes that my mind can go there too, all the bad things. but God's word, you believe God's word to be true this morning? Amen. it is Jeremiah 29:11, for I know the thoughts that, the, that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. God thinks good things of me. Amen. Isn't that great to know? He cares. He has good things for me. It may appear that the investment you're making in your family right now, Mom, is not paying off. It may look like your spouse. Your children are not all you planned them to be. They got up this morning and... The hair was all fluffy and all over the place, and they weren't speaking nice to their siblings, and your husband didn't do the thing he was supposed to do last night, and now there's a mess in the kitchen, and you know, it's and they're the minor things. And the bigger things. It's just not the way you had planned it. You know, when, when you were twenty-one and you said, I do, and you're moving forward, twenty-three, whatever old you were, and you thought of all how great your family's gonna be, and you wake up this Mother's Day, and you're like, What? Has happened. This, this is not the dream. This is the nightmare nightmare version of it. Hey, reality is, it doesn't always go the way you planned. It doesn't always go the way you planned. I found out it doesn't hardly ever go the way I planned. Maybe it's not the way you prayed about it. No word that you hoped it would be. And if that's the case, let me encourage you to keep investing. Keep investing. Yeah, I know I have not been to Wall Street. I walked by the big bull there in New York City a couple years ago. And, uh, uh, but I know I've seen on the television, the CP24, they ring the bell, right? The training day's over. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, the bell hasn't rung for you investing in your family. So keep investing. Keep working. Keep working. And you may be like, well, I don't, I do all the giving and I don't re, I don't receive none of the getting. I don't get that. I do all the giving. But keep investing. Because those who make wise investments in their family, the dividends come on at unexpected times and in marvelous and wonderful ways. Just keep investing. Keep doing what's right. She made a wise investment in faith. Verse number 10. Uh, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and forget and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto to thine handmaid a man child, then I will give him unto the Lord on all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. It appears that family was important to Hannah, but faith was just as important, if not more. It was personal. When I read these verses and I see her heart, and if you can't see her heart here in verse 11, you're blind because it's there. She's sore, weeping at verse 10 and 11. She lets forth her desire. I see a woman who loves the Lord, knows the Lord on a personal level, and she has a relationship with the God of Israel. She is a believer. She has an open, active practice of faith. That's her. Moms, you know the greatest gift that you can give your children is the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That is the greatest gift. You might not have anything else. You might not have two pairs of shoes. Maybe the one pair you have is horrible too. But that is the greatest gift is knowing Jesus Christ as Savior. You might have all the money in the world, have all the kinds of shoes, but if you don't give them Jesus Christ, you have not given them the greatest gift. They need to know Jesus. And they need to see that in your life. You're the greatest single investment in their life is investing in them to say, you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And not one where it's, okay, it's Sunday morning, let's go to the church today, children. Let's go, let's be happy, let's be nice. And then Monday through Saturday, we live like the world. Well, it won't take much beyond grade six and they'll really start showing that they live like the world too. So don't be a surprise when they don't want to go to church with you in grade 7, 8, nine, and 9, and, they, and they're in open rebellion. No, you need to show them that you have a walk with the Lord that is important, that's vital, and they need to have it too. Listen, don't, you have the greatest influence on your kids. You, moms. You do. Don't, don't, don't take that, up, don't miss that opportunity. Invest in their lives. Show them that they need Jesus. Tell them about how you got saved. Tell them the story. Not once or twice. Tell them. Tell them. When they're sitting on your knee, when you're sitting at the table, when you're driving in the car, wherever it is, moms, take the opportunities. Dads, your day's coming in June, so okay, we're just focused on moms right now. But, you know what I'm saying? Take every opportunity to tell them of Jesus. Nothing is so important... Nothing. You can give them all the money you can get together, but if they do not have Jesus, they have lost out. You get the chance. You get to hold their hand. You get to pray with them. You get to show them that who is Jesus. And if you have that vital daily walk with Jesus, they'll see it. They'll see it. You know, maybe you're, you're sitting down after making lunch and your hair is all over the place. Mom, and there's no makeup. You're being real here at home. And the little one's walking around. And you're sitting down and you're reading your Bible. You better believe that little one sees that. And that little one notices when mommy's at the, the kitchen table or at the stove and she's got a bad phone call and she's over there and she doesn't want that little one to see her cry. And she's praying, Lord, help me. That little one sees that. Don't think they don't notice. Don't think they don't notice. Moms, invest. Invest your faith. I mean, obviously, your faith will not save them. They have to make their own decision. But boy, you're a big influencer. You're huge in their lives. Take it. Make it personal. It was practical. Her faith was practical. Her prayer and her dialogue with Eli... Down to verse eighteen, Hannah was a woman who was possessed. <clears throat> who possessed a practical faith in God. She leaned upon Him. You know, it would have been pretty easy to get bitter, right, Mom? You want to have a kid, you want to have a baby, and the Lord's has your room shut, and you're getting harassed at home, and things aren't going well. It would have been very easy to get bitter, but Hannah got on her knees and prayed. She prayed. She looked to the Lord. She just didn't talk about her faith. She fleshed it out by the way that she lived. And in her prayer life, she showed it over and over and over again. We need to be investing in our children's lives. Moms, make an investment in faith in the life of your children and live it out day by day. You know what I've noticed? And this is from just me parenting along with my wife is you make mistakes, right? Okay, I'm the only parent who makes mistakes. I'm, no, we all make mistakes. That's right. We all make them. So the Bible doesn't tell us that we have to be perfect. We can't be perfect. We're going to make mistakes, but when we make those mistakes, and we do it in front of our children, and we go back to our children and say, hey, mom and daddy, sorry, that wasn't the right call. Please forgive us. It makes an impact. I mean, no one really likes to say, I'm sorry. I mean, it's not much fun, is it? But, man, I'm telling you right now, it helps children understand that adults make mistakes, but we're looking to Jesus to help us have the best life that's possible. We're serving Him. We want to have a faith that's real. We want to do what's right. And mom and dad make mistakes, but yet they're still serving Jesus Christ. That encourages them. We live in a world that no one makes any mistakes. and It's always somebody else's problem. Live up. Be, be an adult. Be a, be a Christian and say, listen, I'm sorry. Let's move forward. Let's do what's right. Wherefore it came to pass, first number 20, when the time was come about after Hannah conceived, and she bare a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. That must have been pretty amazing, don't you think? She has a son. She's going to have a son. More than anything in the world, she wanted a child. And she wanted to give that gift of her uh, husband. Uh, you know, wanted to get that gift and, and have that experience motherhood. And she knew it was impossible apart from the, the work of God, the work of the Lord. And she believed God for the impossible and promised God the incredible in return. You give me a son, I'll give him back to you, Lord. I'll give him back. Hannah's faith was not superficial. It was not fake. It was not shallow. It was a faith... That was deep. It was significant. And there was blessings that came along by placing such great investment in faith. And God, she believed God to do the impossible and God did it. Give Him the glory. She did for that, didn't she not? She gave Him the glory. And there's going to be times in your life where you need to show that deep faith. Keep investing. Keep going. Don't stop. You know, I, the reality is, sadly, If we stop investing in our children's lives, there's all kinds of people who want to invest in our kids' lives, and it will not help them. It will destroy them. We need to be investing. She made a wise investment in the future. Uh, And uh, verse number 22, But Hannah went not up, for she sent her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him, that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. This commitment was for the duration. This wasn't one of those happy moments at home. Lord, if you do this, I will give it to, you. I will give my son to you. And then when he's old enough, no, he stays with me. No, she was serious. She was dead serious. Hannah made the ultimate commitment a mother can make. She totally gave her child to the Lord. She held nothing back. She committed to the Lord when she, when she was with child and dedicated the, the baby to him when he was born and that, And when he was weaned from her, he would be going to serve with Eli at the tabernacle and serve God. Hers was not a momentary, it wasn't just that moment of commitment. It was a commitment for good. She sowed sowed seeds that day that will be reaped for generations. For generations. She made an investment in the future. Now, mom. Let me try to take you back to that day. That day, can you imagine how difficult it must have been to leave Samuel at the tabernacle? I thought about that this week. Last week I was was starting putting the message together and things. Imagine how difficult that must have been. He wouldn't have been that old. You know, as those kids uh on the video today, and I mean, some of them, they're my kids up there, and I can remember them coming home, and I'm like, how'd they get so big? You know, how how this growing thing's got to stop. You know, it's life though, isn't it? Imagine that first day walking that tabernacle, and he's not walking back with her. Here you go, Eli. I promised him to God. I cannot believe that there was not a lot of crying going home that day. I, 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 I just can't believe that there was not. But imagine how much she anticipated the yearly visits. Can you imagine, moms? I'm go, we're going to the tabernacle. We're, we it's time for the yearly offering. Let's go, Elkanah. Let's go. We gotta go see, we gotta go see Samuel. And every year you go and He's getting bigger. And the heart just must be pounding and, and the, the, you know, I, I remember as a kid my mom would be crying. i think, like, mom, why are you crying? She goes, I'm just so happy. I'm like, what? How can you be crying and be happy at the same time? Well, I know all about that now, okay? I understand exactly what that means. There must have been tears of such great joy every time as she walked into the tabernacle. And there's Samuel serving. I mean, obviously he didn't get a text that mom was around the corner, right? There's no texting then. She, he did know when mom was going to come and busy serving. I'm sure there was some anticipation in his heart too and just busy serving, doing what's right. His mom maybe, I've seen moms do that. They're off the corner just watching their son or daughter serve. Oh my. And as he becomes a man, Develop into a man of God. She sees her investment pay off. And if she could stand before us today, she would say, it was worth the sacrifice. It was worth it. Moms, maybe you need to place your child on the altar for the Lord today. I mean, figuratively, like, hey, Lord, he's yours. She's yours. Do with her as as you wish. Maybe some... Some of your children are breaking your heart today. Making some bad choices. Keep investing, moms. Don't stop. Keep investing. Regardless of where they are, they need someone praying for them. Amen. Keep praying for them. Keep praying for them. Throughout her life, she, she just, her investment continued to bring back dividends. Hannah's son, Samuel, giving him to the Lord, you know, by the grace of God, he became a mighty man of God. Mighty man of God. And he set the standard for righteousness for the nation of Israel. You need to you need to read a little bit about him and see, wow, he served God so well. That's not to say he didn't make mistakes, but he loved God. And all those seeds were sowed from Hannah's life going forward. He was greatly used of the Lord. He was the man who anointed the greatest king of Israel, David. He was the man who served as a spiritual leader for Israel for many years. He was, the, he was that man because of the investment his mother made in his life before he was born and in those early years. He was able to do that because of her investment. Because she made that kind of investment, an entire nation was blessed. Israel was blessed by Samuel. He made a great impact for God, and in fact, Hannah's investment in Samuel continues to reap dividends to this very day. To this very message, you're, you're 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 receiving part of that investment that she made. It's a challenge, no doubt. It was a challenge for her, and 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 it's a challenge for us to keep investing in our children. Don't stop. Hannah's investment continued long after her son had died and she had died. What an amazing investment. What kind of, what amazing dividends. Some of you are making that same investment in the future today. Maybe you're like, well, Pastor, I haven't been doing a very good job. Well, this is the good thing about it. You can change it today. You don't have to continue going down that road. You know, you need to bring your children to the house of God. You need to do that. Even though the world says you don't, oh, you don't need religion. And you know what? The world's right. You don't need a religion. You need a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what you need. And I'm so glad that we have a church that preaches a relationship with Jesus Christ. Bring them to church. Bring them with you. Uh, and, And as you're coming, try to have a good attitude, right? I know it's 9 o'clock Sunday mornings early. I understand it. But come expecting that God's going to do something in your heart today. You come expecting with that kind of attitude. I almost brought out a new word there on you, and a hatitude. But at any rate, you come with an attitude expecting God to do something in your heart, and your children are going to see it. And that's going to help sow the seed that they should come to church expecting the same thing. This past week I was with some friends, Luke Higgs. He helped me uh, in Newfoundland for a while. He interned at our church there. And now he's a pastor in Halifax, and he's got these two little boys. And boy, they're rambunctious. My kind of boys, you know, want to wrestle and act all tough and everything. You know, it was pretty funny. And uh, we'd sit around for breakfast and lunch and dinner, and they hold hands when they pray. But the boys would pray before Dad would pray. And the boys, you know, and their cute little voices, I'm not even going to try to imitate it, but they'd they'd say, you know, Lord, bless the food. And Lord, bring some boys to our church that need Jesus. I almost cried. Here's a four-year-old and a two-year-old. The two-year-old, he could hardly say it, but he was meaning it. You know where they got that? From mom and dad. Because they didn't get an old TV show. They didn't get it out in the park. They got from mom and dad who want to see little boys know Jesus Christ too. Show them the way. I know it's not always easy or convenient. It's, it's Sunday morning when the tea is spilled all over you. and Sunday morning when someone falls down the step and bumps their head. It's Sunday morning. I understand. But instill in them that the need to be in church, to be challenged by God's Word so they can serve Jesus Christ. Instill it in them. You get that opportunity. And teach them right from wrong. Teach them about Jesus. Teach them about important life lessons. Teach them. They're learning lessons from watching your faith. You may be thinking today, I'm not seeing much. I don't think the message is getting through. I'll just keep investing. Don't stop. I, mean, I can't guarantee you that your, your child will turn around and do everything right, but you're doing the right thing by investing the truth in them. and you're honoring God by being the parent that God wants you to be. Keep investing, remain faithful. I mean Hannah really is a cut above the ordinary, isn't she? Amazing lady. As I was reading and preparing this message, I was challenged. Lord, help me to be the dad that I need to be. And moms, you might be thinking right now, I'm I'm missing out. Well, you can change it up today. You can make it better today. You, you can keep investing. You can change up your portfolio, if you want to use the terminology that they use in the stocks. You can change it up. And you can start investing in the right. I encourage you to do it. Maybe some moms, maybe some dads who this morning was like, my kids aren't going the right way. You keep serving. You keep investing the truth in them. And you give them to the Lord. And let the Lord move in their hearts. Let the Lord do the work. Hey, we're just to be lights, are we not? We're not the convicting force. The Holy Spirit does the convicting. He does, you know, hey, you need to change. We just need to stand for truth faithfully. That's what we need to do Hannah was a wonderful mom, an incredible mom who made some great investments in her child. Let me encourage moms and dads, but it's really for moms this morning, to keep investing in your children. Never stop.